This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for clicking on our logo, on our faces, on our name, and supporting the show. Uh, I want to just jump right in and tell you, if you do enjoy our show, please support us. Uh, Write a review, whatever, wherever you listen. That's all good. And I do appreciate, I think, uh, coming here at the end of November, first day of December, uh, Spotify puts out like, oh, you've been listening to this podcast. So if we're in your top 10 ranking, put us on your story on Instagram, tag us. We appreciate that. Um, But it's been great. We've had a killer year. November is over. Um, A tear slowly drips down my cheek. Uh, I'll tell you this. The chip bet just got a little spicy. Uh, No pun intended. Uh, the pressure is on one of the boys pretty heavily right now. So you guys will get some updates on that, but, uh, it's, uh, getting pretty dang interesting. Uh, other news, working class bowhunter.com on our store. We have the new American made hoodies. I think it's a new top favorite. Um, it's my favorite thing we have in the store. It's one of the highest quality merch items we have. So we're probably going to do more with this style hoodie. Um, so I appreciate you guys for supporting that as well. But just Kurt here uh, doing the intros. Uh, the only other piece of news I have right now is we have a uh, a South Africa hunting clinic planned for January 7th. Uh, it's a Saturday. It's going to be at the Hitching Post in West Point, Iowa. So you're probably wondering, like, how do you do a, a clinic? But here's what we did. We teamed up with Pringle Safari, Stuart Pringle out there. We got a podcast coming up with him to talk about it. Um, and we teamed up with Old Barn Taxidermy. So we basically thought, man, it'd be a cool idea to put together kind of like a clinic on how we can teach you um, how attainable hunting in Africa really is. We feel very passionate about Africa. After going one time, we realize it's way more affordable than we thought. It's not as crazy to do as it might seem if you've never done it. Um, so if hunting Africa has ever been on your radar, please join us January 7th. There's going to be a bar there. We're going to have like finger food type stuff there. Um, there's no admission to get in. 
Uh, just come in. We'll, we'll walk you through everything from booking your flight to getting your taxidermy home. We're going to cover it all. And Stuart's working on a handful of different um, hunt packages for you guys that come to this clinic. So if you've ever wanted to go, they're gonna, there's going to be some great prices. We're going to have a lot of fun and get, get out some great information. So first time ever doing this. So if you, if you want to, come out and support us. Uh, that being said, uh, man, we have a lot of great episodes coming up on the roster. Um, I'm super excited about all of them. Some with our partners. Some we're going to record at ATA with some big names. And I've been looking at the comments on the recent post that we made about like who you guys want to hear on the show. I'm actively working through some of those names right now and getting uh, trying to get them on the schedule. Uh, some of this might take a month, two months, three months with everybody's different busy schedule because we want to try and get them in the studio if possible. doesn't always work out that way, but we're trying our best. So even if it takes three months, we're working on people that you guys want to hear, and a lot of these are guys that we don't know. So that's fun too. So uh, appreciate the feedback on there. Uh, this is the first episode of the month. I'm going to kind of quickly run through our partners. I appreciate you guys supporting us and them, especially with some of the Black Friday stuff that all just went down. Um, you know, Big Time, exciting stuff coming from them. we got a podcast coming soon with Big Time. Um, a lot of news is actually going to drop with Big Time, so we're, we're jacked up about it. Code WCB2022, of course, uh, at the end of the year, 2023 on that code. Uh, Huntworth Gear, uh, we just did a video about... Uh, our top picks for our most popular Huntworth gear, you can check that out on our YouTube. Uh, but if you're interested in getting your own gear, use code WCB15. Uh, Scent Crusher, put all the Huntworth in the Scent Crusher gear. Uh, the gear bag, the roller bag, our two favorite picks. Old Barn Taxidermy, um, we are still doing the giveaway. If you go to Old Barn Taxidermy, tell them you're a WCB listener. They'll put you in a drawing to win a free deer head for next year. So that's pretty cool. They're giving back. Loophole Optics. Um, obviously for great reasons, 10 by 42s, range finders, the man, even their clothing is great. Um, I, you see us wear more loophole gear and logo wear than anything else because one, they have so many options and it's just, it's easy to become your favorite shirt or hat or whatever. So, um, trophy line, use code WCB if you're wanting to get into a saddle kit, spy point trail cameras. Uh, the flex has been performing great. The eight I killed, got a lot of great pictures of that eight pointer on my flex, uh, Camel Fire, great deals. Novix Tree Stands, code WCB22. Hopefully you took advantage of that sale for the holidays for Novix. I know a lot of you guys sent messages saying you jumped on and got yourself an Echo or a Hilo. A lot of questions if I prefer the Hilo or the Echo. I, I say that's personal preference. The Echo is a little more cozy. It's a little larger. Um, but the Hilo is your mobile partner in crime. So... That's all your preference, but uh, made in USA, um, great products, great people. Code WCB22 at Novix. Uh, man, Thermoseat, Victory Arrows, Grizzly Coolers and Box Blinds. You know, the coolers are normally on CC Hump Files. The Box Blinds on our on our end, awesome stuff. Uh, pull back and let go. We got them coming to the studio soon. They just opened a store, and it looks badass up there in Hayward, Wisconsin. So check that out. And... Dialed Archery. That's uh, people are still realizing that we're partnered with Dialed. Uh, we have code Working Class. That's the code code Working Class for free shipping. If you get a Dialed site, custom colors, custom dial colors, um, a lot of options. Great company, new and growing company. We're working on getting them in the studio as well. Timing, man, it's tough. But um, 
yeah, I just kind of ran through those quick. I didn't want to burn you guys out. First episode of December. Man, I hope your hunting season's going well. Um, I have the itch to get back out, but uh, I'm actually... Oh, and another thank you. Thank you guys for subscribing to the Hunter's Box Club because Devin made that bet with me. If I sold 100 more through the podcast, he would pay for my tag to go hunting coos deer with them in mexico in january and you guys fucking crushed it not only did we do a hundred we did 400 boxes so thank you so much for that uh devin is happily paying for my trip to go uh it's actually a rifle hunt which is going to be fun uh but we're going out uh with devin it sounds like Eric from Hushin is going to be there as well and then uh there might be another tag along too so we're gonna have some fun um never met some of those guys so uh, there'll be some podcasts coming there. Uh, but thank you guys for supporting us and uh, supporting what Devin's doing. And you guys are just the shit. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. It's really, really not that good. Kurt Geyer here. Eric Allen. Okay, and this gets weird. The, the the studio is full, and we got we're sharing mics and have a good time. But two of your familiar working class bow hunter voices are here sharing a mic, which is great to just watch their beards get close from my angle here <laughs> feels so emasculated when my beard's that close to ross's oh, they get all intertwined and yeah. austin you're looking very bitch-like next yeah. to that uh Beautiful Greek beard goddess of a beard over there both great beards but ross has got a boone and crockett beard yes. well it got cold out so i you're the booner i'd be like the little fork horn I'll take it. And by the way, it's been cold for like 12 hours. I know. <laughs> like, like, how, how did that like happen? a 60 degree drop. Like, it was cold. Yeah, and your beard just filled in. <laughs> R- Ross was clean shaven yesterday. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, lumberjack <laughs> turned on the beard. Moving around. Devin Leonard, familiar voice lately. What's up? That was weak, huh? Yeah. yeah. You, you need to bring it. You, you got the, the fucking energy blown out of you from the wind today, didn't you? Oh, yeah, vocal cords are froze. Dude, that was cold today. Cold. Yeah, we all were, man. Cold. That's why Ross's beard grew in. Plus the wind, dude. Just starting to unthaw. Don't worry, dude. This podcast is going to warm me up. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Heiner's also in here. He's kind of on a mic, kind of not. Just um, sharing a mic. Since the last podcast dropped, we talked about having a Trey Time segment, and people really want Trey Time so far. That's the feedback, Trey. Just so you know, think about it. I know it's really not your thing, but... Maybe we'll do like a trade time brought to you by Camo Fire. Oh, I like that. Marcus is in here from Camo Fire. What's up, guys? We got more podcasts to do with you. You're uh, first. You're in Whitetail Camp too for the first time. First time ever. 
It's a blast. Oh yeah. We're gonna get more to that. More of that. We're gonna have to tr- teach Trey how to record on his phone though, so he can do that every week. Yeah, I'll probably just have to call him and record it in on this, so it gets done right. Or go. we'll have to have Liv do it. Yeah, we'll figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guest of the hour returning, but you don't know he's returning, which we got to talk about this. Um, we made an oops last year. Yeah, Mr. Troy from Hunt Wars. What's up, dude? How are you guys? Good. We are great. How are you? Fantastic. You glad to be in Illinois? Oh, my gosh. Well, yes, and then I got in the stand, and it was freezing, and then no. Okay. <laughs> you missed it by a day. Yeah, I was like, I'd rather be sunny. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, I hear you. Sunny and cold. Sunny and cold. That's The what wind was cold. High pressure. I mean, pressure. the wind is cold. The wind's the worst. Humidity came into factor a little bit today, I felt like. Yeah, so one of my buddies that I was hunting with today, he's from Colorado, and he's like, this is different cold. Yeah. Which I'm like, really? I figured Colorado was colder. And he's yeah. like, it doesn't hit you the same. I was in Idaho two weeks ago, four degrees, and I was colder today than I was in no Idaho kid. four degrees. Wow. Yeah. Welcome even to the with, Midwest. Even with that big of a tip difference. Yeah. Trey, Wyoming, you feel that? Do you feel like it's... I mean, you didn't hunt today because you tag out the first day when you go anywhere. It's a, it's a dry cold at home. Yeah, so yeah, even even Colorado is pretty dry. You, you can put on really? layers and yeah. you're warm. Here, you put on layers and it... Doesn't right. you're do still cold. Much. Yeah, just you're still cold. It was cold today though. Like wind chills probably in the teens. And yeah. it rained last night, so it was damp. It was blowing it was, too, yeah. yeah. It was cold. Well it's nice to hear some Wessies give us some credit for something, you know, that <laughs> sometimes it's a little harsh out here. We literally have this table is Westies at the end and just fat Midwesterners on this end. Hey. <laughs> Hey, that's right. Give me a beer. <laughs> Troy, uh, first of all, I'm sorry about last year's podcast. Hey, I'm sorry. That was some great content. It was a, live from camp. It was such a it stellar show. So uh, real quick for people who want the backstory. I don't even remember what happened, to be honest with you. Well, we went to Club 200. You guys were in. Hunt Wars was in the house at Club 200. We went upstairs on the loft, recorded uh, just a stellar episode. Yeah. We had cameras rolling, photos going. And our mobile equipment failed on us. Mm, I do remember and now. you don't want to know the truth. I believe we did. We mobile recorded the ATA, and things were still giving us headaches. And ever since then, honestly, since ATA, I we have done no mobile. Well, we did one in Bear Camp. We did some in Bear Camp, in but Africa. Africa, Africa too. Yeah, well, but you were you were nervous going into it. I you hate were like I hate this. I, I hate mobile equipment because of that. Yeah. Because every time you fire it up, you never know. Yeah. It's just shitty. I hate the headsets. Some people record exclusively with like the headsets and mobile equipment for their studio setup. And I, I don't know, maybe it's just like the the aura we've created with this has a spoiled, and then I don't want to do that. Yeah. Because it seems, when we mobile record, it seems half-ass mm-hmm. because we have this. Mm. Does that make sense, kind of? Yeah. You know, I guess if we didn't have this, the home base studio and the vibe and all that. Then you just work with what you got. I mean, you can't beat the 200 Club, though. It's the shit. That, that we just need to is... duplicate this. Can you add on a room? Add on a room? Yeah. I, I mean... Just build one. Yeah, it's going to be pretty tough, but maybe... No, we already have... I already told you to connect the two buildings. Yeah, we can, yeah we can, Eric's got the whole plan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A bridge? I'm going to have to... No, you No, it's, it's, we're going to wipe out a wall, open up a big hole, and... Put a shooting lane in and a whole other building. And I had this all figured out when you ah. were building Club 200 in the first place. Just build a Four Seasons porch, same size as this. We'll put a studio on Club 200. Well, it, you know what? It, he, it, His idea 
struck really hard for me. I was like, dang, that's a great idea, but I have a bunch of wiring right through this wall, so I got to cut this wall out. You just hire an electrician. Yeah, then, you yeah, know you get electricians? Get, yeah, they're expensive, man. <laughs> Ross is an electrician for anybody not getting our jokes. <laughs> Troy, let's restart this podcast. Yeah. Jeez, we, well, first off, we had an awesome podcast to kick off Hunt Wars before we ever even did an episode. Yes. Then fast forward to season two, we came to Illinois to hunt with the yeah. Ross and the Austin show. We call them Rostin. Rostin. Yep. Yep. The Rostin show. They are one. It was absolutely fantastic. We actually got here a little bit late. We didn't get to really hit, hit the peak of the rut and still had incredible action. You guys can check that out on season two. We filmed that podcast and now we're back for season three mm-hmm. again. So this is season three already. Like we're jumping clear ahead and we've had... I was kind of talking before, we, we've had some working class bow hunter followers that are on the show and some that have even won their matchup. Yeah. yeah. Come out west. Our buddy Jacob won. Smoked. Yep. yep. Pretty damn cool. Pretty cool. Why does that keep happening? Working class bow hunter listeners are in the mix on there. Um, we'll take I, it. I guess, yeah. I think it's probably the, uh, they get a lot of good intel from the podcast. We're a cult. Yeah. Oh, shit. Lee's going to hear this. He's don't gonna... say that out loud. <laughs> we're, Kurt. Not, we're not I a cult. <laughs> We're not a cult. We're not. Damn, Lee's going to use that against me. Lee's a cult. You guys don't know Lee, but he is a cult. We're not a cult. We just, we have, we're like a punk rock band, man. We just got great yeah. people with us. Well, your guys, <laughs> Different than followers a cult. have shown up and done an awesome job. There's been some on the elk hunts, some on our mule deer hunts, some on our antelope hunts. Um, it's been awesome. So it's been really cool to, to have those guys show up and talk about the working class bow hunter and now being on it again. It's cool. Awesome, man. Well, glad you got to come to the studio. Sorry about last year's episode. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know what Hunt Wars is, and they're like, miss the last, the first one we did. Right. Of course, they missed the last one we did, but right. <laughs> um, break it down. Okay, real quick, very simple. Um, we just wanted to level the playing field, drop guys in an area they've never been before, give them one day of scouting, and then they got to go hunt and get it done. Um, some of the hunts are a little bit different than that, obviously. Here in Illinois, we've got, you know, a few stands that they can go, che- you know, start with, and then they'll start branching out from there, setting their own stands. And the the scoring system is very simple. Um, total gross score of the animal, the age of the animal gives you double points, and then you get a shot yardage deduction. Everybody asks me why a deduction. We want people taken as ethical and as close to shots as possible, so... Mm-hmm. The you closer get, you are, the more dialed you yep, are in your exactly. hunt. Exactly. Yep. Makes so sense. archery, 40 and in is our sweet spot. You don't get a deduction for that. Anything over 40, you get a point deduction. And then at the end of the, the matchup, it's whoever scores the most points wins their matchup and can come back for a winter season. We've got prizes. We've got a ton of different stuff. So Pretty awesome. damn cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If someone's listening, like, man, I want to get on that. How do they get in? So uh, very simple. It's 100 bucks to enter. Um, we haven't raised our, our application fees. It's a hundred dollars and that puts you in for all 14 hunts. So this year we did four archery elk teams. We called it King of the camp. All four teams came to New Mexico and hunted the same week. Then we went to Utah for a mule deer hunt. That was a rifle hunt in Northern Utah. Um, same thing, King of the camp there. We're doing the same thing here. This is, uh, Illinois is cool because we've got four singles. We had a lot of guys reach out and say, Hey, what if I don't have a hunting partner? And man, this whitetail hunt has been such a cool 
um, drop for those guys because they come in as a single individual. Everybody gets to camp together, the camaraderie, everything mm-hmm. at camp's just so cool. Um, and then we, we actually swapped this year, and we're going to Mexico coos deer hunting. Oh, no um, kidding. Yeah, in January is our last matchup. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Very cool. Um, so far, so has anybody ever fist fought? On the show, uh, two brothers in season one almost did <laughs> on the same team. <laughs> on the same team, okay. yeah, they uh, they were Spicy. dehydrated and lost, and ended up pushing each other pretty well. It was actually really funny because there were bulls bugling in the background, and the cameraman was trying to quiet them down, but they just kept getting in each other's face, and so. So north of south, don't bring your brother with yeah, you. Yeah, don't. Yeah, bring bring the right hunting partner if you're going to be in it because you do push yourselves. Guys push themselves in this competition. It's cool. It's yeah. cool to see guys try to figure it out, try different things. Like you really see their skill set in a seven or six day period of how good they really can be. Because you're starting right. from zero. Zero. You show up. Everybody starts from ground ground zero. We do give a lot of guys education beforehand. We had the Elk Bros come on as a partner this year. So all of our elk hunting teams, they actually go through a coaching and Mountain Tough through a fitness program now um, to get them ready for the hunt. So Don't put me through that. So they get uh, they get. Put <laughs> I'm in no goal. shape to be working out. I just show up fat and drunk. <laughs> yeah. Just ready to do Already it. Already hammered. I'm just like, hey, man. And you're driving. I'll just push through. Well, you went out. to Wyoming this year on an elk hunt. You know what it takes. Yeah, I was fat and drunk. Yeah, fat and drunk. <laughs> I'm kidding. I wasn't drunk. I'm fat. So say you put in this 100 bucks and you win. What does the 100 bucks get you like? Does it include your tag, your Everything. lodging? Yeah. Everything. Um, you get a huge box from Leupold that says congrats to Leupold's Hunt Wars. And all your optics are, are given to you. Um, we've got a lot of awesome sponsors that kick in gear savage rifles came on this year gave all the rifle hunters brand new rifles no kidding that's awesome um uh then we've got um uh prime bows for all the archery guys so all the guys at ross's and austin's places uh are shooting prime bows and then um along the way uh they can win different prizes as they win their matchup and obviously be considered to come back for a winter season That's so awesome. if, if someone's kind of like all right this is cool I like the concept like how does someone like wh- how someone someone could clearly win and dominate this whitetail show like what's one way someone's going to do that um just, just to give like a, a, a example related to what's going on right now so uh, perfect example because we got two west guys that are from california and then we have a couple guys that are from the midwest kansas and i think michigan or something mm-hmm. you know kind of Wisconsin, white tail guy wisconsin, wisconsin yeah. that's right so what i'm seeing is is a lot of guys don't put in the preparation beforehand to know the species that you're hunting saw the same thing with west guys and and you know midwest guys on the mule deer hunt Guys yep. don't put in enough time, whether it's YouTube, podcasts, whatever, know the species that you're hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, they make rookie mistakes, and I can see that you know playing out in a whitetail hunt way more than probably even a mule deer hunt because you're so close yeah. and intimate with those whitetails. You Guys from the West come out, think they can move around in a tree stand, think that they can shift their way, they can grab a snack, they can eat, you know, whatever. That's just not the case with these big deer. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't do that in camp. Yep. So that would probably say biggest thing for me is if you wanted to leg up, like you get chosen on the show, go do some research. Interesting. Yeah, it's a cool perspective. What's going on over there? Why are you guys laughing, uh, Devin and Trey? Uh, well, Trey wants to tell you guys that, well, I'll tell you. 
we are always eating snacks in the stand. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably why I haven't killed. And the reason why Trey killed is probably because he was eating snacks. <laughs> Mythbuster. Mythbuster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's funny. Well, you got to be, uh, you eat your Casey's pizza in the truck, and then you throw your Casey's pizza triangle on the floorboard. That's where you do your yeah, snacks. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably just are sneaky with your snacks more than I throw them in the back seat. I, we like to call I, I don't see very many Midwest snacking. guys missing their snacks. You got to you know. pre unwrap well, your snacks. Let's not hate on us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the social media thing to do is like show what snack you have in the tree stand, right? You know what? I ate a snack for the first time in the stand ever today. What do you have? You ready to be impressed? Yeah. I had a. A pack of Chips Ahoy cookies. Dang. Damn. No kidding. I had a big that's Mac a, That's a loud rapper, too. So nah, you're just calculated. Dro- dropping all the windy. crumbs on the ground that's right around your skin. here today. Yeah, because I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, just eating all my beard. <laughs> my beard. It's like, yep, this is nice. At the end, you're just like... Well, I sat all day, and that wind is just beating the shit out of me. So I'm like, man, I deserve a cookie right yeah, At least I'm going to enjoy something about it. So I had time. six of them. You know what I mean? Ate the whole pack. Awesome. <laughs> that was your first time ever... Eating a snack in the tree stand. I'm notorious for hating. Uh, so there was like a trend for a long time with whitetail hunters of like, show your snacks. And like people would get bring Yeti cups sure. filled with fucking SpaghettiOs. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you, a child? And it's like, what? You're bringing warm SpaghettiOs to the tree stand in a Yeti cup? What are you? Fuck what, yeah. What are you doing? Fuck that. That's just such a pain in the ass. You're going to spoonful down a whole... Yeti cup of SpaghettiOs? Slosh it all over the tree stand. Yeah, it's like, what are you, what are you out there to do? You out there to hunt and kill deer? You out there to eat SpaghettiOs? I one-upped everyone and brought a Big Mac one time. See, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> See, you've gone past the threshold, and it becomes cool at that point. I'm like, I just gotta do it. Dripping oh, yeah. all over. I was like, in a Big Mac cold from the night before. Oh, my God. Not a day-old Big Mac. Day-old donuts from Casey's? Fire. Yeah. Day-old Big Mac? Not good. Not so yeah. good. Not Got good. The will to the it lettuce. just goes to the point to me is like, are you there to kill deer? Or are you there to take pictures of your snacks for Instagram? Same thing with the gear nerds. You got guys so obsessed with gear, yeah, wrapping paracord around shit, where you can just figure out where the deer is you want to kill and kill it. Then you can once you're tagged out, then you can wrap paracord around your shit. Right. But anyway, um, Midwesterners, we're uh, we're interesting cats. <laughs> but there's a skill to whitetail hunting, so there I'm glad you gave us some credit. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll be honest, I'll be the first one to say it's not. Not easy, not for the faint of heart sitting in that weather all day long. Do a lot of your Western guys that do, well, that have came out to do this whitetail type hunt, mm-hmm. do they come in with the notion that you just sit and wait and there's no calculation? And Because um, that's the vibe I get. I don't know how the other Midwestern guys at the table. I feel like Westy, and Westy is probably a derogatory term, Western people usually think that it's like you're just sitting in a stand. Yeah. Well, hundred percent. The first time I texted Troy or Trey, he was in the stand for I don't know three hours. I'm like, "Are you bored yet?" I figured he'd be up walking around. <laughs> well, that, that's actually true. That that I uh, my first whitetail hunt, I didn't know that wasn't even allowed. I just got out of the stand and started creeping around. <laughs> deer were running everywhere. It was a great day, yeah. and then I got I picked up and running. yeah, I saw a ton. Yeah, and uh, man, my guide was pissed. You can't do that, you know? Like, you know, Trey and I would talk like, you know, you guys can glass deer up in your country. You know, if we're hunting a buck, he's in a deep pocket. We don't, we're not going to walk in there because they're going to ruin it and you're not going to see him. Right. So it's a lot of educated guessing and honing in your calculation until you get within the 15 yard range to kill him, you know? And 
that doesn't sometimes you get lucky just how you can get lucky out west we all know hunting right but i just don't feel like some people out west give that whitetail calculated game enough, uh, credit. enough, enough credit, credit you know yeah well it, I, and i guess maybe it's just you're not hiking a big mountain to get there but i still think there's a lot that goes into it to to be able to make a calculated guess on where they're going to be anywhere anything you're hunting right if you're consistently successful you have to be calculated yeah. in, in some manner or another yeah you know it doesn't happen by accident every time consistently over and over again 150 austin says Trey tripped into a 150 i did say that but the, another myth buster 160 another myth buster love it but no, I was just I was just curious like yeah. what the vibe is on the yeah, Western so that, guys coming. Yeah, to the West. I mean that's that and and you know the show's kind of built that way. So how it works is once once we draw all the teams live, um, we turn right around and we interview all the teams for an hour. Um, each team brings their partner um, or potential partner. We interview all those. That way we get a good landscape of like what experience levels we've got. Um, you know what hunts guys have done prior. Um, we also reserve the right to boot anybody off the show we don't want and mm-hmm. redraw a name. Um, that way we protect the brand and make sure the ethics are you know at an all-time high because everybody has to agree that if you do wound an animal, that is your animal. Mm-hmm. No no redo. So that's kind of a, a big deal for us is the ethics side of things. And that's awesome. We push that really hard. That's kind of why we push in, you know, shooting from short, a short. You have to with a show like this because yeah. it was just <laughs> – you know, willy nilly, it wouldn't last very long. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a bad look when it's a hunting competition. Right. It's like, well, you're yeah, they're just wounded animals. They need to get another shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that's a that's a really mm-hmm. solid game plan on yeah, your guys' Competition, part. but they're still keeping ethics at the top of. Yeah, there, so. yeah, for sure. yeah. And I and I would say like the biggest things for us that you'll see if you watch the show, and you know, I always say that whenever we have a comment, a negative, whatever, it's always like go watch the show. But number one, we push ethics. Number two, it's always about camaraderie in camp. Mm-hmm. You get to leave with four new friends or three new friends that you never knew, and a lot of our guys that have been on the show actually plan other hunts with the same guys down the road, That's which awesome. is like no something kidding. I didn't think about. Yeah, you know, and so those two things are are first and foremost is is yeah like we want to make sure we have great ethics camaraderie and then at the end of the day you're hunting against yourself right i mean but you're telling me you're telling me you as the guy who runs the show owns the show you're never like man how good would it be though if the teams kind of hated each other (laughs) (laughs) i'm a pretty low drama (laughs) guy myself for the consumer yeah not about you troy it's about the consumer i agree i do have something though that i'll share that's actually amazing that happened in season two that i could not have drawn up better we had um on one of our hunts uh we had uh one team spotting an animal had it in their sights and it literally dropped from another team shooting it out from another. Oh, that's, that's pretty awesome. They didn't even that's know. Awesome. And so you hear the you hear the guy say, "Did that buck just roll over?" And then they hear the shot and a lot of f bombs and what the heck? Where were those guys? And going nuts. And okay, that's pretty so good. Did they actually shoot the buck from underneath them. Like, did they actually? Yeah, they didn't know each other were there. Oh, so, and okay. so, so they it didn't wasn't like, like a yeah. sneaky backstabbing. It was. Hey, it wasn't this guy got, following this guy yeah. and he shoots his animal. No, yeah, no, it was neat. it was cool. They, that's they awesome. didn't know and they were setting up to kill it and the other team had no clue that they were there and they just happened to pull the trigger one second before the other team. 
Do the teams get that dropped into like familiar, like the same area, or do they get dropped into, I mean, different parts of the unit? So normally, yeah, we Great have unit-wide tags, and then we have a base camp. They're allowed to go wherever they want. They can spike out. They can do whatever they want from that base camp. So we got peak refuels. We've got everything. All the cameramen are geared up to go spike out if they want to go spike out. So. Mm. Basically, we get a game plan with each team beforehand and say, hey, do you want to, do you want to spike out? What do you want to do? And then that way we're kind of prepared for it. That's pretty cool. So they can come back to camp every night. We've got a chef in camp. We reimburse tags for everybody. I mean, everything is covered minus the gas or the air, you know, the airfare to get to the For camp. sure. You Man, I'll bet horses. you. Very cool. You provide any horses and stuff? Um, we don't provide them, but we've had guys ask if they want to bring them. I'm okay with it. Like, I mean, guys bring their side-by-sides. They hunt out of their side-by-sides. Why not if they have horses? So Trey could be like a wild card on one episode where it's like, com- complete this challenge and win, and you get Trey Heiner and his horses for a day. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Like a leg wrestle. Yeah. Like a night, like <laughs> Indian leg whoever, wrestle. Yeah, whoever yeah. Indian wins, it gets uh, Trey for the day. Yeah, there we go. You get charged by <laughs> yeah, yeah, Trey just leads you into danger. Do you know? It's like your shortcut leads you into more mishaps. <laughs> We're going to take a shortcut. You're four miles off track in grizzly country. He's telling you to watch rocks as your horse is crossing the river. It's just a bad time. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm thinking of like my wheels get turning. I'm like, man, are we going to do a Utah challenge? And you got Devin, team Devin Leonard versus whoever the other good-looking guy is from Utah that kills big mule deer. I don't know. There's got to be another one of them. It's only Devin Leonard. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> the only There's one. only one. So well, it wouldn't we, be a competition to just be a feature. Yeah. <laughs> a one. Yeah. Um, we actually, this year, are featuring four rodeo stars, um, which are coming on the show as a celebrity matchup with uh, Mason Clemens, Casey Fields, uh, and then Dakota uh, Eldridge and Cooper Davis, mm-hmm. bull rider and nice. um, so just so, some tough SOBs. Some te- yeah, they're getting dropped in Mexico. They're going to be on That's the coos deer. Uh-huh. So. They're coming on the coos deer hunt as well. So oh boy. got a couple draw teams, and then that that rodeo matchup is going to be down there taking place. Is there anything like with certain species? Do you throw any like wild cards specific to the species? Like this coos deer, it's like. Is there any? like blip that could help them win the competition or earn more points in it different um, than something actually else. we added we added uh bobcats are one point oh, coyotes no. are one point a mountain lions uh two points and then every rabbit is a quarter of a point so they can <laughs> get a leg up by so just shooting they're licensed can you can shoot bobcats oh, yeah. and mountain lions yeah and everything down there yeah everything's uh dude let's go to mexico Dude, I've been trying to get you to go. <laughs> Mexico I'm, is good. I'm coming to Mexico. Mexico is good. What part of Mexico are you guys going to? Um, just south of Tucson, just right there. How much did you Saturday? pay the cartel to hunt where you're going? Um, or Nogales? Thanks, Marcus. No one else got that, that but it was great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's just like an I'll hour be here all night. <laughs> I think it's close to where you guys go to. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll be down there January 15th through the 25th. Filming that episode, and then that'll air on the Cowboy Channel, actually. So what what happens? Like, do you get points for like cartel run-ins or anything like that? <laughs> well, we haven't been to Mexico yet, so we'll have to see like what we run into down there. Negative <laughs> one but, point cartel well, yeah, points for every like person that's a human that yeah. get you jacked up. <laughs> yeah, how many points? <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> Move on. We're going First to a different stop. hunt. You're going to <laughs> going down a hole. <laughs> going down a bad hole here. <laughs> 
Okay. Have you guys done turkey competitions yet? No, um, we haven't. We haven't done. We did a, a goose. We did a goose and a duck hunt last year, and found out very quickly that it was a lot harder to film than we than big game. How did the ratings do on waterfowl versus big game? It's coming out. There, there. We haven't we haven't aired that. How do you yet. think it's going to do? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm not a waterfowl give, give, guy. Give me. Your forecast. My forecast is uh, 10% of, of what a big, game, what would a big be. game would be. You get 20,000 views, 2,000 for the waterfowl. There's a lot of waterfowl that, guys out there. That's what I would guess, but there is. Yeah, you're, there, there there's is. There's a lot. And and there's probably that's actually probably not fair because I I'm judging it off of our antelope episodes and they they didn't do as well which is just interesting because antelope are are waterfowl hardcore waterfowl guys known to consume content oh, yeah. the way that big game guys do really yeah I, th- I'm sorry to all the waterfowl guys out there I'm just kind of I'm I'm kind of on one tonight a little bit I guess but I picture waterfowl dudes doing nothing but like dipping like overly large dips and just cooking bacon in their blind and not really caring about anything that's going on. Um what's I'm up? Not a <laughs> and cooking bacon. Oh god. That's what I picture. Hey, Mar- <laughs> throw bloody Marys in there because that's a waterfowl. Anytime someone's invited me to go waterfowl hunting in the Midwest, they're like, dude, we can drink beer and bloody Marys and cook bacon. And they don't even talk about the hunting. They just pitch to me like all the shit we're gonna do in the besides blind. hunting, besides hunting, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound any fun. Like, well, have you seen some of those blinds down there? They've got like a full kitchen under the water. That's what I mean. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's some point. guys yeah. are spending more time in a you know oh, a, a pit, nuts. a yeah. sea can down there cooking bacon. But I, I think like snow goose hunting would be a blast. Yeah, that's what they did. So they, oh, they were snow goose hunting in in Stuttgart down in Arkansas and uh, and duck hunting. They duck hunt in the mornings. Goose hunt in the afternoons, and there was a point value on on all the species. It was cool. Oh, really? Each species fun. got yeah, a different species, point value. Yeah, and if they limited out in the ducks, like if they got all the species they needed, they got a bonus. So, so, so we had it all broke down. Did you guys do it like they'd win the day, or is was it? It was like a, a three day competition. So a total of the three days. Yeah, and we actually did a shot deduction on every miss. And one team oh, was like geez. negative fifty makes, points before they even hit one. That'd be me. That'd be <laughs> that me was for sure. it. Was actually really fun because you know normally you're just snow out, goose because you're just blasting. Yeah, away. you're just blasted, and then all of a sudden these guys are like, "Hey, Who's we're counting. We're negative fifty right now." <laughs> so they had to start counting their shells. <laughs> oh, that's how you did it all. Yeah. Hey, you had to pick up your shells at the end of the day. We got we got twenty geese and a hundred shells on the floor. Make them run the bag <laughs> off the side of their guns. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be an easy way to do it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. The whole time I'm like, who's the poor soul there with the freaking clicker? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, I got subtracted. He's got cause... bacon in his mouth. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's smoking bacon, a piece of bacon. He's like, Troy doesn't pay me enough for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to keep track of. <laughs> well, that'll be interesting to see how that does. Yeah, that is. I I hadn't thought about it until you just brought it up. But yeah, it'll be interesting. We we I'm not a, a foul waterfowl guy, so that's mm-hmm. why we went back to the big game. Yeah. Um, I wanted to try the coos deer thing. I think that will be really a cool. That'll be fun. I think. Fun. A, I think a turkey hunt would be pretty cool, though. That'd be competitive. I mean, you turkey can hunting too. I mean, you get be blind good. and you can. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a couple guys. You get more points if you film outside of a blind. Right. Know right. a couple guys with some turkey spots. With some turkey spots. 
They're like, God damn, leave us alone. We're tired of these hump wars guys. <laughs> I, 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 I've got like a permanent room at Ross's place. So. Yeah, got your name on the door already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a star. You got a makeup artist in there to get you ready for film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm big into that. No, we and actually last year was cool. We filmed the, the wrap-up show. So those episodes will be dropping here in the next little bit. But we filmed the last episode right outside of his old barn mm-hmm. with, the, with the, the winning buck in the background, like the old buck in the yeah. old barn kind of feel it was sick it was awesome like it was so cool it made me feel like you know like the ancestors back in the old days well it's cool too you guys get to hang out at club 200 oh geez it's a magical place amazing it's five star ross yeah well it was a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) ross did build it it's pretty impressive from scratch so so you're telling me if i put an application in with hunt wars put my application you draw my name I could possibly go to Ross's and hang out. You could. At the 200-inch club. At the 200-inch club. It's not Club 90. You've never been there? <laughs> club 90. 200-inch club. Club 90. Well, the Ross 96-er. 96. He, did yeah, kill, 96. he killed a 202 in the following year, killed a 96-inch, but it had one antler. Oh. Okay. Wow. That's pretty damn good, though, even. Yeah, he was, he was, it was fun. I like that. He was fun. <laughs> hey. I had a good time. But yeah, Devin, you could be you could. on Hunt Wars at Club 200. Dude, we could be Team Utah. Dude. Let's do it. So, so what, how, how do these guys enter? They just uh, It's just on Hunt Wars. You just go uh-huh. on. You t- put in your basic information. It's just 100 bucks, name, address. Social Security. And, and like, a, like a real small window to apply, or you just get uh, in there? We've actually had a lot of people. We used to make it pretty narrow, but now a lot of people just roll over. We have an option where you can actually just hit a button and it just will enter you every year now and we did a um one year follow matching your entries so you'll if you do enter every year you'll always have two entries in the hat so we didn't want to do a point system where you have point creep and then everybody's like that's dumb you know nobody puts in for utah anymore because it's 400 points to draw a mule deer tag so what we did is we said hey you get one year prior so that way you're always going to be a little bit ahead, but it's still great odds for everybody. That it's pretty cool. First year. How many people on average do you have actually entering that pool? Um, actually, the first year we had 48 teams apply. No we shit. Did, yeah, we did 12 hunts for 48 for 48 teams. So wow. you can do your odds there. Badass. And for 100 bucks. And how do you select the winners? Like, or how do you select the teams? Do you just go through... Like pull them out of a hat? Or yeah, to... yeah. it's like uh, a whole... Ross, you got to watch it. It's sick. It's on YouTube. We do live. We have a yeah, big rollerball. It's like, it's the, like lottery. the lottery. No kidding. What are the draws? Yeah. How many preference points does it take? It doesn't take any. <laughs> Just put in. You need to put a preference point. Put a, put a preference what point. What if we throw you an extra hundred bucks on the side? Yeah, is there a special <laughs> draw here? <laughs> hey, no, hey. no special draws. Hey, <laughs> side across the table. Look. We're it's gonna always, be the best actually, podcast team that ever done this competition. The funny, the <laughs> funny part is, is uh, when we get done with a hunt without fail. Every time, all the losers are like, "We need to do like a, you know, come back and yeah, of course, just uh, hey, you lost, yeah, like, like, suck it, like, redemption, right, redemption. Didn't get picked. That's it. We want to yeah, do best, a redemption. Best season. two out of three. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, this isn't the fucking Bachelor, bro. You lost. We're not playing. We're, we're not Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. We're not playing darts here. Yeah, you're not coming back to surprise everybody mid season. Yeah. Like we had nobody else to pick from yeah. other than second place. Yeah, the 48, 48 teams applied. You lost. Jeez. 
Put it would be a cool in. show to like take all the losers and put them in a pool and be like, okay, here we go. Yeah, watch them all just lose against consolation each other. Consolation yeah. round. <laughs> no, yeah, and so, so, we, so we've we've I learned didn't a lot. Any of that. We've learned a lot coming uh, for, to season three. So we've uh, it's cool. It's it, it's been really fun to see the 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 show evolve. We've gotten better at our filming, better better at like. You know, just getting the teams ready. I, and you guys started off great, though. You're, it yeah. was good time. Yeah, don't down, you know, don't downplay it. Like you've done a great job. It's just it's like a process you have to get used to, yeah. like how you do it. And for only being, being season three, I mean, you have ramped it up a lot. Yeah, we climbing a lot. We've, we've we've done really good. We've we've added hunts. That's one thing. So like when we add uh, applications, basically we add just more hunts. So it's cool. You know, we want to keep the odds to where people feel like it's worthwhile, but more so. I love that it's just everyday guys that are the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, d- different personalities. Some are quiet. Some are loud. Some hunt different. Some hunt in jeans and a t-shirt. Some hunt in camo. It's just yeah. That's the cool part about it is is it's just a very independent. Get a little show bit of everything. Do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Real life Real. variety. Yeah. yeah. How much camera time has Ross got so far? Uh, Ross and Austin haven't got a lot. None. Man, your show would probably do way better if they got a little more yeah, camera Yeah, we time. need to get a little camera we weren't, time. We weren't there. We weren't there when uh, everybody showed up to camp, and then they did the shoot-off and try to... So, <laughs> They're just like, the guides aren't even here? Yeah, just... I just... We just left them. We were up here podcasting. Yeah, you were here. <laughs> we left them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah they, they did a shoot-off to figure out who could pick the their first... You know, whoever wanted to pick their spot, I guess they... So let's break that down. So like they had a shoot off. Yeah. So we, we started this one off with a shoot off, um, so that they could be the first pick. So what we did is we put four stands in a hat. Obviously we just wanted to give the guys a starting point of where to start and then they'll kind of expand from there. And, um, the rule is, is if you go back to your stand, you can always reclaim your stand. The second that you want to go to a new stand, it's all up for grabs and you have to redraw. Mm, so okay. you could lose your stand for the rest of the week. So guys are very particular about if they want to adjust or they don't want to adjust. And uh, so that's kind of one cool hmm. rule in the, in the whitetail that we've kind of implemented. So they just drew out of a hat and you yep. pick a stand? Yep. So their first pick and then they say, I want this northeast stand or whatever, you know, the name of the stand and is. You put them on a target and everyone shoot. Whatever one you're closest to, that's the stand you go to. That's the stand? Yep. Yeah, and that's, cool. those stands are all set, too. These guys can't move them around if they see no. bucks moving one, different the, pathways. The first day, they sit in their own stands, and then they can move wherever they want. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So they can hunt saddles. They can hunt you know, blinds. Um, they obviously always run it through Ross and Austin to make sure that we're not doing something stupid. But Yeah, too, yeah you can go dumb, but just don't go. I'm going, I'm going to the neighbors tomorrow. See you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just I just told these guys uh, the other night. I'm like, listen here, if you guys end up shooting a deer, I, unless he drops in the field right in front of you, and if there's a blood trail, just back out, come back. Let's 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 regroup. talk about it. That's very so fair. Me, me or Austin, we'll go with you and your yeah. cameraman to yep. do the recovery. You know, that's that's just the right. That's thing. fair. That's Austin, very fair. Yeah. Austin and I, I mean, well, all of us have, but Austin and I have followed enough blood trails to know whether we're going after him tonight or we're going to wait till tomorrow morning. We got to make the right pick, and well, depending and on that get... arrow and the blood trail, I mean, we've been there, done that too many times to know that d- these deer during the rut are, I mean, they're they're full of adrenaline and they're zombies. It might be a, a lung, one lung liver. You go bumping him at. 10 o'clock at night and he's two miles away mm-hmm. well and that and, and come to the fact too like maybe it goes on the neighbors you might know the neighbors right 
But now, the, the neighbors might not know these guys. And yeah. like I explained to those guys the other night, I'm like, listen, on top of all that, all right, there's other guys hunting around the area. It's not like we have this wide open 10 mile mm-hmm. radius that we can just stomp through the woods. Through, yeah. yeah, I wish we and, did, but you know, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So we're going to mess up a bunch of other guys' hunts if you go stomping in there and blowing them out. So we just yeah. we just kind of, you know. You got to have some ground rules. We got to be, yeah, we got to have some ground rules. And actually, I, I mean, for us, I love that. I, like, we have actually an outfitter on every hunt. They don't go in and guide the guys, mm-hmm. um, but they do help out with this type of logistical stuff, you right. know. Yeah. And you got to have that. Got to have it. Um, that's, that's been a really cool part about it. And then they always meet with every team beforehand and give them all the latest Intel. So whatever we give the teams, it's all to everybody. So it's a level playing field. Nobody's getting, you know, different, yeah, different advantages. They do get to e-scout their areas. Obviously we give them about three weeks notice of where camp is and, and what unit they're going to. Um, and then that way they can go and e-scout it, but they're not allowed to step foot in it or they get yanked from the show. That's fun. That's fair. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps it a competition that way. I mean, it it makes everything fair. Are we going to book a competition at Trey's place for something? Trey, would you be open-minded to that? So who who would the working-class bow hunter for some, you know, go up against in another podcast that would be a really enticing matchup? Podcast versus podcast? Yeah. You want to call us the underdog, put us against Meat Eater. Meat Eater? Yeah, let's just go. Let's Ranella go. and the crew. Let's go hard on the paint. I go for the big dog. Wow, you want to really? Take, I think, well, they bought Phelps game calls, so you're you're listen, talking about some big. I, do- they I might know. just go buy their I team. Here's they bought. Here's the buy us. <laughs> Fuck it, buy yeah. us. Hey, let's do it. Here, here, here's the thing. It's like you. We we want to go big. We're the underdogs. We're just working class dudes. We're just nobodies. Can't be a bitch your whole life. Yeah, they're the somebodies. Okay. It'd be it'd be if we lose, everyone be like, "Of course they lost." It's Renell and the boys. If we win, they're gonna be like, "Fuck." (laughs) (laughs) It's a win-win for us either way. You know, it'd be like anybody that's gonna fight Conor McGregor. Yeah. It's like okay. If you lose, you're that's like, smart. It's Conor McGregor. If yeah. you win, it's like I'm gonna get damn. paid. You can, you can pay. Kind of <laughs> washed up now. So are you saying uh, meat eaters kind of getting washed up, or what? saying they're leaning pretty liberal lately? And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really sitting well with the hunting community. You know. All right. All hey, right. I, I, just, I'm down 100. percent Dude, you take some fucking beer drinking Midwestern dudes and we out hunt meat eater in Utah. How embarrassing <laughs> for them. <laughs> they're also like, somewhere we have no hey, idea hey, what we're doing. Not yeah. likely. Right, but we're probably gonna uh, lose our asses. But try hey. you want to put your phone on airplane mode? There. Oh, is that the problem? Yeah. Sorry about that. It's all good. Um, now you got to keep in mind, Clint Casper is part of the crew, so we just bring Clint along. It's yeah. game over. So it, I'm obviously being a little silly when of I course. say that, you know. But but you know, if we're if it's like, hey, what other pod, they're podcasters now? Yeah, right. So why not? Well, why, we why not put go, together? Why not go as big as we can go? Yeah, we might not. I ain't we scared. might need to because otherwise, together. who are we gonna like? Our but Aaron Blysey, he's just one of us. He's one of our homies, you know, from the fall so. Podcast. So would we go like super extreme and do like a moose drop camp? There we go. That's well, fine. well, but no matter what we do, if it's western or if it's not midwestern, they're gonna have the advantage. But I'm okay with that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Alaska moose would be a nice neutral playground. I like that. Yeah. Sure. Actually, what what would be really you cool? Know, we need to leave the continent. Okay. okay. My my thought was is like Africa. You drop both teams <laughs> off. Game on. Yeah. Both teams off at the head of a river and then it's you're you're both river rafting down and it's you know total trip. total inches of moose harvested 
in. Well, how many points do you get if you get eaten by a brown bear? Yeah, it's a minus attack. Oh, that's an automatic loss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone killed the moose and Kurt's walking around with his fucking fillets hanging from him. <laughs> Hope the guy that shot the moose gets eaten by the bear first, then you at least can yeah. count his points. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's like, fuck, that didn't work out how I wanted it to. <laughs> I mean, no, we've got we've got some really cool stuff in the future. Um, I've got really cool ideas. New Zealand's in the mix now that they've opened up. Um, I'd love to do some drop stuff there. Um, Alaska is always cool. I've always yeah. thought, you Argentina. know, when 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 I know that Hunt Wars has made it is when we're sending like four dudes stone sheep hunting Ooh. or something mm. amazing. Where I don't want to do that one just because it's I just think I'd an die. Extreme but if extreme. I got Trey with me, are you saying because we're fat? Trey can be on my team, and I'll just lay at the bottom of the mountain, and Trey can go and up. Trey and, can go up. Yeah. Win, win it for us. Yeah. I mean, that. <laughs> Give me your arrows. I'm like, take, take them. <laughs> I'll be right here when you get back. <laughs> Yeah, all of Trey's shit fell off the back of his truck, so he had to get, I had to give him all my shit anyway. <laughs> Tell him you're going to spot for him. He's on that one over there. <laughs> Just keep going. Keep going. Up, buddy. Yeah. Well, if you could bring mules and horses, then I'm in for a sheep hunt. Yeah, that would be... I mean, that would be the ultimate, right? That'd be the yeah. ultimate would, adventure. Or, yeah, that, you know, we've been thinking about changing our location on our elk hunts and going um, more backcountry, doing a, a backcountry true drop camp where yeah. you drop... Two guys in one drainage, two guys in the other. I mean, that's ultimately how I came up with the ideas. When we were in Montana, we showed up to a new trailhead, and some guys from Michigan were at the same trailhead. And I'm like, "It's on! Like, let's go! Like, let's, uh, you know, you have that. That naturally takes place all the time. The only difference is it's not filmed. It's not a level playing field. There's always some variation. Even yeah, there's some ready, set, go. Yeah, to it. Yeah. So this is like actually we control all the things that people can kind of forge a little bit. Yeah, you right. know they can they can yeah. kind of get around. And so we wanted to make sure the quality, the video, like the actual hey, you've never been to this area is all intact. Yeah. No trail cam footage. No nothing. It's like show up and see who who can make you know. For sure. A success. So. so let me ask you this. So you asked that question, like if we were going to go against another like podcast or whatever, it, for you being the the brains behind this thing, who would you like to see, whether it's a two podcasts or two TV shows or two personalities like that, that you think would be like, this is going to take Hunt Wars to the next level of like notoriety or recognition or viewership or whatever, like. What's some bucket list like versus matches? I mean, just just like if we were gonna have like, oh, we want this guest or this yeah, guest. You know? I mean, I was just gonna say it wouldn't be us. Uh, yeah, like drunk idiots. I, I think it would be cool to see. Um, so back in the day, we had South Cox on the show. Mm -hmm. He's good buddies with the old Cam Haynes. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to see a matchup where Aaron Snyder and South come back to the show and take on Joe Rogan and Cameron Haynes. That'd be cool. Something like that where, yeah. you know, you've got these big personalities that have gotten, you know, pretty deep into the, the different worlds and, and see That'd those cool. guys kind of yeah. line it up. So I've always thought that, you know, mm -hmm. I, I do admire Cameron Haynes for what he does. I, um, I mean, I know he takes a lot of flack, but man, that dude runs nonstop. He's an animal. He's an animal. He carries rocks up mountains for fun. Yeah. So it'd be Bare cool footed. to see. It'd be cool yeah. to see him put in an environment where he was not familiar and see what would happen. Yeah, the Amazon. I have a theory though, dude. Like <laughs> the Amazon, <laughs> the, the Everglades. Yeah. I don't know. Getting licked by a poisonous frog. <laughs> yeah. Wild card shit. <laughs> um, 
But I, I, you know, I have a theory. Those dudes like that, killers kill, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, just because. You can drop them anywhere and they're going to kill. Yeah. Or, or at least they're going to have a solid game plan to get themselves in a good position. Yeah. I, and I do think that really, like, I don't, I'm sure everybody agrees. Like, if you're a good hunter at the core, you kind of figure out to get in. If they're there, you figure out how to get in. Yeah. To and actually, point. whether you, you kill you, or not, that's. You see it so much more magnified on our show. You yeah. you immediately know when a team is not prepared. It's it's crazy. I mean, you think about it. You're showing up to a new area. If you're not prepared, you don't know where to look. You don't know how to find elk. You don't know where to go to look for mule deer. You get exposed real right away. fast. Yeah. yeah. You can tell right away which team has the advantage. Yeah. And we've had a lot of, you know, we had two guys uh, from Montana our first season in the elk hunt. And when those dudes rolled into camp, I'm like, you pay attention. These dudes know how to hunt. And they were on bulls immediately first day, all day, all all week long. Ended up arrowing an awesome, awesome six by six, and we couldn't find it. It was so sad. But, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was inevitable. I knew those guys were going to kill. Mm-hmm. You can just, you, you feel and, that. And they yeah, had done yeah. that before? Been on an elk camp like elk camp like that or no? Well, they had just they're from Montana and hunted elk for so long and knew you know it's like it's like you know putting you in the whitetail woods. It's like right. I just know Ross is gonna figure it out. Yeah, yeah, eventually for sure. Is that hard to kind of like you get a western some western boys and a Midwest guy and they're you guys are in you know whatever western state for elk? It's like clearly the western guy. Is going to have the quite a, the, a bit of an advantage. Um, yeah, and that's why we do a lot to prep them. Um, if we have a matchup like that, we had a matchup like that um, last season in the elk matchup. And if you watched it, the team that had never killed with a bow actually won. They ended oh, up no winning kid. the episode. That's wild. Yeah, so they ended awesome. up winning the matchup. Um, and uh, it was amazing. They They persevered. They listened to the elk bros. They did exactly what they told them to do. Put a good game plan together and went and executed it and Badass. ended up killing an awesome bowl. What state were those guys from? Do you remember? Idaho. That, so they that, weren't Midwest, but okay. they never killed a bow, uh, an elk with a bow ever. Okay. So kind cool. of an underdog going yeah, into the Yeah, no, very yeah. cool. So, yeah. Yeah, so we've got a lot of cool matchups like that. And, uh, you know, again, once we do those, those uh, interviews, that's what gives me – a uh, good story of okay, what do I want? This mm-hmm. last mule deer hunt for season three, we had um, all Midwestern except for one team from Oregon, and no one had shot a mule deer in their life, so they were all first timers. That's awesome. It was awesome. That is cool. So that was really cool to just have everybody excited to take their first mule deer. We went four for four. They all got oh, awesome. got one, and it came down to. You know, the 1.25 of a score to win, just so you know. Very oh, cool. Wow. The score was that close. And that's so even cool, cool, too, because, like, it's not just a competition at the at the same time. You're, that's your first meal deer. Yeah. yeah. For everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you ever thought about doing, like, a flavor of Hunt Wars where it's, like, uh, Westies go whitetail? Where it's just, like, guys who have, like, kind of like Trey and Marcus oh, yeah. never whitetail hunted, and then you just... Bring them in the just bring them in and, and just like we, you know draw specifically for right. that type of scenario. Right. We actually had that last year. Um, we had that father and son. I don't think they'd ever from from Utah that had ever killed a whitetail before, mm-hmm. and they were kind of coming west and you know put them in the stand. And yep. um, one of them 
moved a lot, and the other one, you know, he ended up missing, I think, a really big buck. Yep. So he just <laughs> he yep. and, and actually <laughs> actually to recap that the the doe was like feeding right there. The buck wasn't moving, and he was all nervous, just like a western guy is. Thinks he can shoot out to fifty six yards or whatever. I think it was, and ended up missing, and that happens, and. You, you don't think it does in whitetail, but it does in whitetail. Whitetails are part lightning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as a speed goat, but they're... Yeah, That's a good Impala. explanation. Part lightning? There's lightning in their veins, man. Oh, yeah. Not like an African Impala. They, they're they all lightning. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, whitetails got lightning in them, man. They're ready to go. They're not a whole lot of messing around. You know? And that's, like, interesting, you know, when you guys come out here, it's like whitetail to a muley. My perspective is muleys are a little more laxy daisy than a whitetail is, but but I've never hunted a two hundred inch mule deer though. Yeah, so maybe that's where that changes. Um, I I would say that I'm more I've I've been more surprised with where my shot came out or went in on a whitetail than I have a mule deer or an elk. Is that because Usually, it's a tree stand or I think it's more so because he shifts so quick. You, oh, your eye doesn't even catch it. Yeah, you're like, oh, that was a perfect hit, and then you get to him. And you're like, what the heck? That was way back. You yeah. know, or, a little you know, different than I thought. A little different yeah. than I thought. I, they I don't drop very, so fast. Yeah, and... I don't have that at all when you're elk hunting or mule deer right, hunting. Well, like, you kind of know, like... Well, Devin, this is your second white Midwestern whitetail camp. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that compared to a muley? Interesting conversation. It's tough, dude. It's like... Yeah, well, elaborate. Well, I mean, dude, I think, you know, to me, mule deer are king. So whatever you ask me, I'm going to tell you, dude... Mule deer are way harder to hunt. They're way smarter. They're hotter. They're better looking. They're What's hotter. up, dude? The only <laughs> thing What's wrong up, with dude? A, dude, the only thing wrong with a mule deer is velvet. And guess what? Whitetail have velvet too. Okay. So oh, I don't know. Some, why are you mad? Why are you so mad, bro? <laughs> <laughs> getting all fired up over here. I, was, I thought I was being friendly when I initiated this. <laughs> I was trying to like. I don't know. Warm yeah, up the room. I'm cold, hey, dude. Hey, fuck you, Kurt, and your whitetails. I don't even want to be out here, man. You just got, you act like you don't even want to be on this podcast yeah, right now. You're so yeah, mad. You're like, you know, thanks for having me. I thought me, I was but being I'm... funny for a second. No, no you sounded pissed. <laughs> kind of weird, actually. It came off weird. It's like, dude, you want to fly home tomorrow? <laughs> you want me to fly home tonight? No, I want you to stay. I'm out of here. <laughs> I want you to stay longer. Devin, man. drive to the airport. <laughs> dude, Jesus. Dev- and Maybe I went too hard in the paint, dude. I was trying to be funny about like whitetail and whatnot, but maybe it wasn't that funny. So let me let me ask you this, Deb. <laughs> yeah. You've shot a lot of big mule deer and you've shot a whitetail. Do you feel like whitetails are a little more shifty? Like yeah. that was like, the main question. That was the question. <laughs> I'm not gonna put my point in I'm not gonna <laughs> agree with it. Nothing to do with what Even though I agree, better. I'm not going to agree. Well, it's not that they're, we're not asking you to say that whitetails are better. We're asking if they're more shifty than mule deer. But my answer to that is no. Okay. <laughs> That's all you had to say. Thanks, Devin. I'm just trying to have a debate. <laughs> I'll, ch- I'll chime in here. Whitetails are definitely way more cagey. Yeah. Marcus I, doesn't I, Marcus. know, dude. dude Don't I, listen to Marcus. He doesn't know. I think it has a lot to do with the environment out here, though. Like, when you're out west, these mule deer, they have so much more open space. So when they hear something or they see something in the corner of their eye, they... They check it out. They look, but they're not immediately just, oh, I got to blow out of here. Yeah. When yeah. you're in the whitetail woods, you've got so much brush all around, so close in proximity that they see something, they hear something, and they're like, freak, what is it? I'm out of here. So, I mean, when they hear that arrow go off, just in my short 
very little experience with whitetails. Dude, they move really fast. They move so fast. And last week I was in Kentucky with uh, Kendall, and he, he's my boss over at Camel Fire, and he was shooting. He had a bunch of doe tags, and dude, those things duck like you would, like a Westerner would not believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was shooting 20, 30 yards max. And those things were ducking like a foot and a half. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. We were watching footage back in slow mo, and they just they've they've got something a sixth sense that turns them on real fast. Yeah, kind, kind yeah. of like where. So I, I do agree with that. In all honesty, and I think he said it like pretty well. It's like how they live. It's like they they're like getting pressure twenty four seven. They live in pressure. Yep, they yeah. live in pressure. Trey, I, I'm real quick, Troy. So I, I want to hear Trey what you think on that. Yeah, like just because we're getting that perspective you just want to grab that mic i mean i know you have a, a full day of hunting in it but you had a lot of deer close do you feel the same way or did or did you kind of i mean are you are you kind of neutral um i th- i think they are a little more watchy just yeah constantly um watchy is a good good yeah. word for yeah, that yeah there's just so much noise going on around like the squirrels turkeys they're con- but they don't I mean coyotes they don't know what's what yeah so they're always kind of Jerking their head around, looking at no- noises. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I mean, I feel like mule deer. I mean, I've seen them jump arrows and stuff too. I mean, if they're watching you, they're gonna jump string. You know. Yeah, if they're aware you're there. Yeah. And all that, that, like yeah. my my buck, I killed this white tail here. I mean, he didn't even, he didn't move at all. He's yeah. Ray Charles could have killed him. Well, you know, that's great. Well, it's funny because I'm like, hey man, you know, if because they are jumpy and a white tail will dodge your arrow he can and i told i told trey to be aware of that so he pretty much put it on the heart and his buck didn't move at all <laughs> so <laughs> this I'm like, buck will drop and it didn't even move yeah it didn't move at all and and it was meant to be it was I, meant to be yeah i haven't been out way out west but i've been to south dakota and hunted some mule deer and, and shot at mule deer and, and killed one but uh they, i would say that behind an ac unit. i've watched i've watched uh i've shot and missed <laughs> even before that for the AC unit, uh, <laughs> I've watched and uh, hunted mule deer out there, and one will just look back over there. I mean, you you blow them out of their bed, they run up a little bit, and they stop, they turn back and look at you, and then watch you shoot the arrow, range, adjust your sight, pull back, shoot the arrow, they stand there and take it, and I've watched other ones duck the arrow, like, we, we hunted a deer that was just unbelievable, like Matrix, this arrow, and he was head down in the clover, and never would have guessed him to duck, but he did. Hmm. And I, I mean, it's the same I with think, white tail. I think I think it's the same way. Both maybe ways. it's a personality it just trait. On the, yeah, depends mm-hmm. on the yeah. situation, Pressure. the personality, the everything all together. I think muleys can duck. I think I think whiteys can duck. I mean, they're they're just so. So, what are you, Curtis? Are you going to just stand there and take it if you were like a white tail? I don't see you wanting to die. I'm so drunk and fat, just... I'm going to sit there and take it because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what the hell is that? Well, I, you know, of course, I'm going to go full-blown hostile Devin on this. And, yes! <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I I think they're, comparing them is stupid, but it's fun conversation. Yeah. And that's why I asked the questions I asked, because it's engaging conversation. It's fun. It's fun to hear different perspectives. But... I I think generally whitetails just live in the shit of what we we're subdivisions and cars zipping by and so many hunters in close small property areas it just makes them hard to hunt. But that's what also makes it cooler yeah. for guys that consistently kill big deer because you know a lot of guys, like I don't know what, what would you say the average 
hunting property is in size and acres? 40 to 80 acres? Here in Illinois? Yeah, yeah. or yeah. the Midwest in Midwest, general. Whatever. 40 to 80 acres? Yeah. How many times are you going to blow out a big, mature buck before he's like, I'm just going to go over... 40 acres. And then you'll never see me again. I think what it comes down to is the Westies know how to hunt muleys because they've grown up doing it and spent so much time doing it, and they're really good at it. Yeah. And we've been hunting whitetails, and we've been doing it since we were little, and we're really good at it. Like, we just, we get we flip-flop. It's fun conversation, here, we though. We go there. It's, you know, I'm telling you. There'll never be a, an answer to the conversation, but it's enjoyable conversation. Well, you're all products of your own environment. For sure. And, and just like that, I mean, you learn to hunt your own species in that environment. Well, hey, and, and you can you can reply, I mean, so are the deer. So, like, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, I, like, I, I can say the whitetails have seen a lot more people than the muleys out where Trey is. True, but what are the muleys out there seeing? They're seeing predators. They're seeing right. bears, That's cougars, right. yeah. coyotes, wolves. Yeah. What are the giraffes seeing, Eric, that you shot in Africa versus the giraffes that they're seeing here? You know, what are those giraffes seeing? Well, and how I mean, many people cemetery, walking by? How many people did that, did Devin's buck see in the cemetery? I mean, yeah. That's true. <laughs> a lot I mean, of dead people. I see dead people. I see dead people. I see live people. They're all dying to get there, you know. Hey, here's here's the honest truth. This is how I honestly feel. It's like whatever hunt I'm on, that's what? my favorite hunt. That's my favorite animal. When I'm on the bear hunt, I'm seriously thinking to myself, this is my favorite hunt. Yeah. When I'm hunting white till like right now, I'm like, dude, this is my favorite hunt. And I'm yeah. thinking, that's how awesome. can I do this every year? How can I? And then when I'm in Mexico in January, Instead of thinking about how do I get a lease in the Whitetail Woods, I'm now thinking about how do I get a ranch out in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I'd agree. In with all that. reality, that's a great way like, to put that, Devin. Because yeah. I saw turkeys out in the field, they're strutting and spitting and gobbling all that shit. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but in the my, but, my but, guy. But, but no, but in the spring, <laughs> my guy. when the fields are getting green yep. and all that, and the birds are strutting, and I see a deer, I'm turkey. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm turkey hunting. <laughs> yeah. Like in the moment, not me. Turkeys are the coolest thing on the planet. Right. I think that's a healthy way because you're you're passionate about what you're pursuing and you're taking it in and you're focusing on that animal. I mean, it's, it's cool it's to take it all in, but right, it's the adventure that yeah. draws you in. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, there's a new adventure. It's a new area. I mean, but you they, know, bottom line, the best thing about all this is that you guys are from out west in the Midwest, and then when we get to go from here to where you guys are from, we're sharing yeah. experiences and knowledge. 100%. We're sharing more knowledge than. We probably even think about just from being around each other right. and just oh, yeah. having conversations like this, fun conversation. Even though Devin gets mad about them, uh, <laughs> Devin went off the fucking mule there. Devin went off the rails there for a second. Yeah, De- Devin. Don't ever a- ask me that question. <laughs> Devin needs a Xanax and a cocktail, <laughs> like a 1950s housewife. He just go to bed. Where's Michael at? He got his drinks last time. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great combo. I love it. I think it's fun. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's overplayed, but we don't get to have this. Anybody that live goes, conversation. anybody that goes outside of their realm for any kind of a hunt. I mean, we go out west, and we're dependent on these guys to like give us some intel, yeah. to, like just anything, any pointers, any pointers, any anything at all. I mean, it's just we're we're out of our realm. Now yeah, we, we, we can rely get cocky. on these guys when we're out there. We can man. get we cocky die. at home 
because we know everything about it. But you know, the well, bottom guys, line is too is like we get too cocky out there. It's like we get lost. You guys get cocky out here. Just walk one way and you hit a road. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is more of a life or death out out west. Yeah, yeah. I'm like screaming for Trey because I, you know, I saw a black bear at 500 yards. <laughs> I, mean, I, remember, I remember Trey just told me as long as you're walking down the mountain, you'll hit a road eventually. I'm like. You can't, well, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I kind of. Yes and no. You could go down and up and down and up. You could go up. <laughs> as long as you're going down, you're going to hit yeah, the road eventually. Stay in the yeah. bottom. Stay in the bottom. Um, yeah. There was one thing, though, to kind of wrap that all up. Um, we had some guys from New Zealand, Australia, Canada, all put in for Hunt Wars this oh, that's year. That's awesome. We're that expanding cool. globally. That's cool, man. So if we draw somebody from like South America team coming to the U.S. to hunt, you could see some Ooh, really international cool competition. International... That's because they all listen to working class bow hunters. Yeah, right? they, yeah, they're all from the working class <laughs> bow hunters. We probably have some listeners in New Zealand. Yeah, but we, we do. Australia. There's a lot of hunters there. A lot of hunters in New Zealand and Australia. That's a good way to get everyone on board, though. Like, that's a good way to make it like a fun, like internet, like yeah. Hunt Wars International. Yeah, you know, you go, you guys all Working go to the Middle East and hunt ibex. Yeah, what's that? Working class spear throwers or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go out with Tim Wells and throw spears at spear chuckers. Whatever leg. the hell he's throwing spears at. Yeah, javelina <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Trying to center punch grizzly bears in the head with an arrow. <laughs> Do you see that footage of Tim Wells? That does not I, shock I, me at all. I actually was <laughs> crazy. He's an you animal. Were referring to the Bomar. Oh, spear. Oh, the Bomar spear. That's yeah. what everyone was team Bomar then. Well, until then, right? Until or, he speared that. Or until yeah. he speared the bear. Well, bear. well, because Under Armour dropped him, and right. then everyone was like, "That's fucked up," you know. And everyone was like, "The Bomar did nothing wrong." If I remember that debate, we talked about that on the podcast when it first happened. Now everyone hates the Bomars because of the whole, the whole Nebraska thing. Yeah, which I don't know how I feel about the Bomars. I think I I think you know you know the rapper Riff Raff. You ever heard of him? Uh, I've heard of him. So he, in my opinion, he's kind of like a character. Like he's he never he's a character that never breaks character. Th- that's my perspective on Josh Bomar. Interesting. He does things knowing that they're silly and outlandish and crazy shock value. But he just never breaks his character. That's why he does it. That's what I think. I could be wrong. I reached out to him about doing a podcast. They said they'd do it, and then they never got back out. He's so, cool. He's so, cool guy. Was yeah. this pre pre? This was like, like a month ago. Oh, so everyone that's so like, like, you should get the Bomars on. You should get the Bomars on. I've reached out to him. They said they do it, but we have they have not reached back out about scheduling. So leave me alone. About hitting up Josh <laughs> Bomar. So leave me alone. <laughs> I just was thinking of Josh Bomar and Devin Leonard matchup. You know, the two extremes. No, I'm just kidding. It, you know, <laughs> oh, shit. Here's the thing about them. Oh, let's go. The, and we've talked about it. We've watched Bomar here at the studio. Dude, their videos are badass. Yeah. And, but, they do cool shit. But then he'll turn around and do something where you're just like, ah, man. Yeah. Just don't a, do all that a, stuff. Yeah, and he's a leaf blower to clear on a trail to your tree stand like, bro. <laughs> You don't do that. He lit his truck on fire. fire out of your truck. <laughs> no, he lit his truck on fire and then tried putting out the leaf blower. Yeah. I'm like, he likes that leaf blower. Dude, <laughs> it's a good tool. Did far. you not go through third grade? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, he, 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 he what fire? Fire. <laughs> yeah, fire, <day> at- <laughs> fire needs air, right? But if, if he just right. didn't do some of those things, he'd be like one of the baddest dudes on the planet when it comes to hunting, you know? 
I just feel like I got to do a lot more push-ups. I was going to say, yeah. a lot of people, like, oh, dude. our bodies look this same. Oh, what, you, what, you, what, my ass? Dude, if you did a 10, hot horse, the Bomar's first working class boner, we'd look like the fattest fuck on our planet. <laughs> the total dipshits of the fucking hunting community. They're, like, running up shit, and we're like, hold on, dude, I'll be right over there. <laughs> but, man, it would be entertaining. Your numbers would be through the roof. Well, that, I mean, and that, maybe that's where we just need to go. We need you to need go, to, you go need to, to the numbers. Hey, forget all these ethics. Yeah. Just you, go for the forget numbers. Forget all these ethics. <laughs> you just throw them out the window. But, I mean, I think eventually you guys are going to get to the point. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm kidding, obviously, when I say forget the ethics, but there's gotta, you're going to have to have variety. Yeah. See, if you, you know, if you want to keep evolving as a show, you're going to have to do like that international yeah. thing, this. This show versus this show matchup. If you do the international thing, say you're you're bringing them out of every which direction. Olympics. If you turn around, uh, you yeah, you're drawing them out of a hat. You pull somebody from Indiana, Indiana, and you pull somebody from New Zealand or South Africa or something like that to come on a whitetail hunt. Indiana is going to have a pretty good, pretty idea. good, yeah. So you almost got to, you almost got to do like international, international. Yeah, you, you almost yeah. got to separate hats a little bit or yeah. something. I, I, I don't mean, know. De- that's depending, tough, you know, a whitetail is such a, that's such a hard, like, I feel like, um, you know, you can get, you, like, you can you can put multiple guys, different people on like an elk hunt. A whitetail hunt, for some reason, to me, it, it it is. It's it's hard to say like why whitetail are such a niche. Like you need to know, you have to have like some insider information. I do have to admit though, we brought some guys out from the Midwest this year on the mule deer hunt, and I had no clue. But those dudes didn't know how to focus a spotting scope, how to use, and I didn't even think about that. Yep. That like a Midwest guy never has used a spotting scope ever. That kind of blows my mind. That blows your mind. Yeah. They like showed up and they're like, so, you know, how do, how do I, they got phone scopes and they're like, how do I attach this? Like we had to have a little tutorial. I was like, wow. Like I would have never guessed, you know? So it makes sense though. We don't need that. When would they ever need that? That feeds in the conversation. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) And they showed up with those two eight by 42s. We had to upgrade those. Yeah. Well, that goes into the. Some of the conversations, you know, Trey and Dev and I had, it's like, you know, we can't glass. It's very rare for us to glass up our bucks right, and then right. to learn them all that way. You know, it's a lot of our bucks, for the most part, you know, I don't know, the lack of a better term, live in like dark holes and ravines. And it's it's rare to see them on the daily in yeah. daylight and be like, well, that's where I know that bucks in that ravine. Right. Well, that's when your you trail go. cams become your glass. They are. Yeah. It's a trail 100%. cam relationship. They are, and, and you know it's it's tough without trail cams. You you can still do it, but you're putting more pressure on your deer. Yeah, you know because you have to be in there. You you're you're 100 percent right, Marcus. Like our trail cams are our glass. Like there's no reason for us to go glass fields every night when we have trail cams out there that'll do it for us. The only exception we get is like summer velvet soybean fields. Like if you got a good vantage point to a soybean field in the summer you'll get the bachelor groups of the bucks and, and, I, you love, and I love that but i'm telling you i mean you could sit there and glass them all summer long if you want staying in the beans full velvet but you know every big buck goes and finds his own corner yeah they all split up hunt. and once so, the velvet's off I mean, you never know where they're gonna it's go need to know who's out there but they were all bachelored up and you got a group of six and some really dandies and you're sitting there yep. watching them and you're like dang and that's where it goes back to season. 40 acre 60 acre yeah. this because yeah. it's like that buck's gonna stop you're like be- look at all these good bucks they're gonna 
to hunt and then they're not even close. Yeah, you made me know one of them all fall. They're on their summer pattern and then they go into a different pattern. Like, you never know. Or you wait till late season. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. They're back. July. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. Look a little different. All your G2s are broke off. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sick. Basically, is uh, how that goes. But it's good. It's good, fun stuff, man. Hunt Wars is cool. I love the concept. Um, People, I think our listeners know about you, but we always have new listeners, so. Yeah, you guys have grown a ton since, I mean, think about it. It was two years ago since we did that first one, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad you guys had us back and, you know, Rostin having us out at their place. and Sorry about last year's podcast. Hey, we're just happy to be here. That's one of, like, three and 543 episodes. I I just was so excited. I told my wife about the content, and then it never came. And yeah, bummer. I was kind of, you know, put off by it. Sorry, so. Troy's wife. Yeah. It's super cool, too, because I remember talking to you guys at a trade show about the if you guys ever done a whitetail thing. But you thing, guys did the Iowa kinda... show because of oh, our recommendation, guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and now we're like, I think we're booth buddies down there now. Like, we go right by you guys because we're yeah. good friends. So. Iowa Classics is shit. We kind of started the whitetail of the Hunt Wars, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put a flag on that. Actually, Curtis did. Yeah. I mean, you brought it up on our first episode. That's right. I and then about that. hooked me with Austin and yeah. Ross. Like, I think Austin might have been on that episode, our first one. So I remember talking about it, and then, uh, and then like, I, oh, we know, we know yeah. a couple guys where we can set up the white tail yeah. camp. And yeah, you guys are the pioneers. Now we're stuck with you. Now we're stuck. <laughs> Son of a bee. Now I'm sleeping in Ross's camper. <laughs> yeah, the Ross, rest Ross, of my is, life. Ross is pissed. <laughs> Just farting in his camper. <laughs> Ross has no big deer left. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we need to uh, get you guys some camera time. We need, we need. Yeah, we do Ross need to get these guys some on. camera time that you guys can. Just, I don't know what will you do. Maybe you can get what get a, dude. It'd be great for views if you just got fucking Ross yelling at somebody. We yeah, doesn't happen very doesn't happen Ross, very often. I was gonna say, does Ross yell? Oh yeah, I've seen him yell. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Maybe I'll just walk. Put one of your guys on his job site with him pass, and teach him. Pass that deer. I'll just tell him. He'll yell. He'll yell. Pass that deer one more time. Maybe I'll just walk back home from my stand tomorrow through the trees. Yeah. That might get Ross mad. Well, if he's doing the electrical work at Club 200, hold the flashlight for him. <laughs> See how much you get yelled at. He's going to be riding that e-bike back in the cold. I'm just going to stick a stick right through his spokes. Goddamn stick. Oh, my God. That was so cold into the wind, too. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. That's what we do in the Midwest. Yep. Or it is. Cold, lazy walks out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you think about it, though. Like, Devin, you're glassing stuff up in August in short sleeves, and you come here and freeze your butt off. Yeah, it's just cool. Well, it's... Devin's been through everything this week because it was 80 degrees yesterday. Oh, oh dude, yeah. And now yeah. It's yesterday, I'm like, there's 20. no way tomorrow morning is going to be 30 degrees, dude. I thought today was Isn't that gonna... so crazy how the weather changes like that? I mean, even at home it does that, but it's like 80 you... degrees yesterday, yeah. 30 degrees You got to realize Illinois and Iowa are bipolar as fuck. That's yeah. crazy. Well, yeah. it's really hard on cattle. I know that. It's got to be hard on deer to go from, yeah. I mean, I would imagine. I wonder if that's why yeah. we didn't see, because all of us sat all day. And we didn't really see a ton. Like we saw some deer move, but we didn't see. They got acclimated. We didn't see the movement that I thought we would see today. I thought yeah. the bucks would just be cruising. I think it was just culture shock. I mean, they just whoa, dude. I had it. On. My fingers still hurt right now. Cold shock. Yeah, but I'm yeah, wondering if shock. tomorrow, the second day of this cold and the wind, because I don't know if we've had a drop in temperature like that that hard in a long time. I hate to say it, but I think we're just buried right in the middle of lockdown. Right I, we are. We are 100. Yeah. percent 
I saw one mature doe right at last light today. And then now my trail cams are exploded. So what, at lockdown, they just don't move that much? They'll take their doe and just go off in a little corner. And if you're the doe if takes you them, to be in that the corner, ta- the doe takes them. Yeah, the action's good if mm-hmm. you know they're waiting, you're with them. They're waiting until that doe comes in heat to breed it. But, well, but she's the, not she's not moving. She's like, tired she's of being harassed, just, so she'll lay down. Oh, she'll just and then lay the down. buck's just like I'm gonna lay down with you until you're ready. That's and essentially that kinda, it, right? That's probably a better. So way they to dog them till they're basically I done, think, and then they're ready to dog. The big bucks don't have to dog their does. Well, what I'm seeing, what here's my perspective. Of what's going on right now? We're not seeing does out in the open, which is why we're not seeing rut activity because the does don't want to be in the open because they're being harassed by every year and a half year old, two and a half year old, three and a half year old, and then the big bucks that we want to kill are laid up with the does that don't want to be harassed yeah. that are laying in the low spots, and you just don't see them till last light, and then that's why our trail cams are going nuts right now yeah. as we're podcast. I've heard the lockdown has a lot to do with bucks bugging other bucks too like they'll they'll take those does and they'll go and hide because they're sick of fighting yeah probably just it's just everyone it's a big everyone's just getting harassed yeah yeah <laughs> right <laughs> it, it, it really is yeah you know if this was uh if deer lived in the world that humans live in there'd just be so much scandal sexual assault scandal going down <laughs> they're just trying, a lot to, get, of, a lot they're of just trying to get their own room right now. yeah exactly yeah. it's yeah. like going to a bar at 1 45 a.m and there's everyone's guys in there and there's one girl in there. you got all them yeah. dugs in there just trying to yeah. take home one like six yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just trying to get her back to the hotel room away from doug all right <laughs> <laughs> Doug's trying to have a coin flip with her and shit. And <laughs> Show her card trick. <laughs> yeah, you She's know. not having it. It's about time we close this podcast out. <laughs> I think we covered everything we need We're to We're talking about Doug. Troy, if there's something else that you, we, we probably need to talk about Hunt Wars, uh, I think definitely we should talk about it right now. To no, I this. think, uh, man, we're... We're we're doing good. It's it's been amazing. Um good. it's it's been awesome to to actually, you know, I, I guess I need to thank you guys for turning us on to the Whitetail Woods. Yeah. I've been waiting to hit that button all that, the episode. That has hit it like been, four times. I meant it fit in right there. Okay. It, it truly is like one of my highlights to come out and hang with these guys and you good. guys. Good like man. I I, cool. I love it. I look forward to it all season long. So awesome, man. you've got me hooked on Whitetails. Cool. Or I mean, on the record, what's your ideal whitetail? What are you, what are you going for? Well, like what what would make Troy just like? Oh man, if I could, Devin if Leonard I could arrow Trey's buck. Wow, wow! I think, I think Trey ruined it for everybody after Trey, killing that. Wow, that would be sweet. Troy would have killed that buck today if you didn't see Trey's. Yeah. You should have killed that buck. You know that, right? I, I get that, but but then again, I'm staying at the 200 club, like. You're hey, listen, at the buddy. 200 club. You got the weather to boot. You got to come like, back like you 35 years for that to yeah, happen. Yeah, you got to let it ride. Hey, lightning does strike. The so. buck you passed was overly mature. <laughs> it was really nice. I was, I'll be honest. It scared me a little bit. He I will say, big. You, if <laughs> you could get lucky, but you're going to regret that. Yeah. I haven't even seen it yet. But it was a nice deer. It was great. You're going to regret it. It wasn't it's Trey's a, buck. But it was nice. It was older than Trey's buck. Yeah, it probably was. But that's it was a, like it, that's a, <laughs> it was like it was like my own genetic. I get in a deer. It's like, the it's the perfect deer to kill. Those, those deer are the short. perfect deer. Everything's short. I gotcha. Okay. So just existing. Didn't want to shoot myself. Wanted to give myself some more time to. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. All right. Fair enough. Hang with the ladies. 
Fair enough. All right, man. And where can people find Hunt Wars? So uh, Instagram, obviously, our YouTube channels where all of our contents drop. So all of season one's uh, out now. Uh, most of season two's out already, and then uh, and then we're shooting season three. So we'll we'll have that uh, the finish of season two, and then season three will drop. Um, so yeah, go follow us on YouTube, and then just go to Hunt Wars. You can go with Hunt Wars with a Z or with an S. Um, dot com and go apply for season four it's open so uh ross brought it up earlier we've already got season four open we haven't nailed out exact hunts for season four but um we're looking at another 14 teams coming out so awesome cool 14 chances so when you do put in it's not a a species specific um entry it's hey you're entered for everything that we draw for so if we draw for new sleeping bags new leupold leupold optics Whatever it may be, all the applicants are always in. So, Very cool. Well, yep. appreciate yep. that. Thanks for coming out again. Thank you, guys. Best yeah. of luck to you guys. Uh, how many, how many, we're yeah. on day two, so oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're oh, shaking. Yeah, starting we're, it we're off. Good. Yeah. Marcus, Fresh. what you got, buddy? You, this is your first sit-in. We, got, we still got some more business to do with you, but... What do I got? Yeah. Well, tomorrow I'm going to try and shoot a doe. I tagged out a little too early, and honestly, I've been, I've been regretting missing the hunt. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't regret the buck I shot because it was freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, first exposure in the woods, and that buck came in grunting. It was such a good time. But now that the weather's getting cold, I'm like, dang, I wish I had a buck tag. Yeah, yeah. But you at least I get to go. I wish I would have passed that 140 for that 160. <laughs> well, Devin and I have a deal right now. The the two bucks we shoot are, are going to equal Trey's buck. Trey's buck. <laughs> oh, that's right. I still got to yeah. shoot a buck just so we can get that. That's right. <laughs> So hopefully I uh, whack a doe tomorrow or mm-hmm. a coyote. I'd be fine with either. Yeah. Hey, best of luck to you, man. That's yeah, funny. I'm glad you tagged out the first morning. You, you know, I get it. You got a little bit of FOMO, but it's like you and Trey are in the studio. I'm like, why don't you guys like sleep and take naps, <laughs> like do shit you don't normally get to do? Because I know once you go back to real life, it's just. You're going to be like, I wish I was back in Illinois. Yeah. 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 Hey, when you tackle it early, you got to take it because sometimes it just works out. Yeah, you do. You will miss it, though. Man, I miss it the second I go home. For sure. Of course, right? It's in yeah. our blood. Devin, I don't know if I really want to ask what you got, because last time I asked you any question, it was just kind of like, oh, everybody look out. Devin's going through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> That's all you got. Set the next all right, so plays. tomorrow's my last day. This time, don't pray for me, because on the last podcast, I asked everybody to pray. That didn't work. So this time it's been out of day. <laughs> it's been less than twenty four hours. So tomorrow's my last day, baby. So last year, first day, Buck. This year's gonna be last day, Buck. I like that, but you could stay till Wednesday. If you call my wife, I'll call her, and then let me talk to her right now. Call her. We'll do it on air. Oh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only eight fifty one there, so you're good. Yeah, She's still that. awake. <laughs> All right, Trey, what's up, dude? Here, take over the mic. <laughs> Before he talks himself into a hole. Take this. Mic, I love Trey. you, honey. I promise I'll be home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sunday, you. I'll see you. Trey, you got anything? Trey's a, Trey's on vacation. This is vacation, Trey. Yeah, I'm vacation, Trey, this week. I like but, it. No, if I had to do it all over again, I'd, obviously I wouldn't do anything different. I'd be happy to tag out first day on that. What do you think about people wanting tray time, a tray time segment segment once a month or whatever? Yeah, you might get sick of me. I don't know. <laughs> we ain't going to get sick of like, I don't really want to do that. But 
Maybe I'm not, we'll, a, I'm not a professional podcaster. By no, way. maybe we'll do like a Patreon only. We'll do it every couple months. We'll just have like I'll call you, and I'll just be like, "Hey, dude, tell me the story." Yeah, there's plenty of them. Tell me a story of the month. <laughs> there's always something. <laughs> trade, trade <laughs> my line of work, there's, there's always a story there. Yeah, that's no doubt. That's awesome. <laughs> Ross, Austin, what you guys got before we get out of here? Just hoping to get lucky on a big old boy in between does right now. Yeah, it's it tough. Out. Yeah. What's the game plan? Are you going to keep at it? Or are you going to pull off and wait till after like Thanksgiving? Oh, I'll keep grinding. I'll keep grinding just to do it. Yeah. You know, there's some decent bucks. I'm just I'm looking for a needle in a haystack right now. Yeah. Kind of weird year for everybody a little bit, but he's being patient. Ross, you're kind of cool as a cucumber. You hitting hard for a second buck tag right now? Hitting hard. I don't know about hitting hard, but I'm 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 just gonna watch that deer cast and just make my move when I need to. I know calculated I got my, moves. Just trying to sit back and do what I need to do when I need to do it, and then get ready for when that opportunity pops up. I can get out and everything's right. I'll I'll slide in and hope for it. Otherwise, I'll sit back and wait till the snow's blowing and it's colder than hell. And just... so you killed early this year. It's not like Ross. Yeah, that was a good. That was a beautiful day, man. I will tell you what, it was fun. That was a good all day sit, and I I had a I had a blast doing it. So I'm. I don't know. I'll I'll sit back and I'm not getting too antsy yet. Now I can, you know, I I I shot uh, I shot a nice buck and he was a little bit, you know, he's a little bigger than '96, so that was good. But, uh, <laughs> stellar eight pointer. Stellar eight. Yeah, he was. He's a beautiful eight pointer. So no, I'm uh, I'm just gonna. Sit Ross back is like and, casually downplaying the stud eight pointer that he shot. It's like, no, no, no. Some credit. I'm, I'm if it's not two hundred, Ross just like, eh, he, he's been good. It, next it year. is what it is. It's yeah. good. Gonna eat good. No, <laughs> yeah, he's made of meat. Actually, <laughs> it's like, oh, no. I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit back and wait on somebody really, really, hopefully somebody good and show up. I don't care if it's 130 inch deer that's mature. You gotta go I mature. Might be five or six, and he's got crab clawed, you know, at the end of his main beams, and walks right <laughs> underneath a tree. I mean, I don't know. I just I'll find, <laughs> love it. I'll find some. You get some. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that was a poke. Big scar on his back. Yeah, big I, scar on his back. I, I should have just said I didn't see anything. I didn't see. Like anything. his shoulders are wider than his rack. Yeah, he fucked like up. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, and he didn't even walk by the trail cam, so I knew that he hadn't, he wouldn't see him because I knew that trail cam was pointing a different way. And I'm like, <laughs> he tried to hide it. I'm like, hey, yeah. I didn't see, I didn't see shit I didn't tonight. See <laughs> didn't see uh, nothing. Eric, what do you got, buddy? No, I just want to thank all you guys for coming out, and making the trip out here, and Ross and Austin for hosting and doing yeah. all the shit. You guys are great. Thank you. Cool, Kurt. Well, you got anything? Thanks, Eric, for no asking. One, no one ever asks you. They never do. Um, I'm going 160 or fat and mature, and uh, but probably less than 160 because my wife's kind of about ready for me to be done hunting. Um, she's a saint, but uh, we're trying to figure out. I'm I'm actively trying to burn myself out. Hmm. Do you want to know the truth? And today was you brutal. look like it today when you walked in the studio. Today I'm was not fucking lie. brutal. I sat all day and I had wind just blasting me in the face hole. Yeah, and uh, I can feel my face is hot from wind. You, know you look I mean? like you just got off a beach for two weeks. It hurts. <laughs> I saw. I need lotion. Three deer <laughs> all day, and it was colder than fuck. I'm like, dude, what are we doing out here? You know, <laughs> but but it's the time, right? Like it could it be the time. Yep, noon, and a big buck cruises through, and you crank him at 15 yards, and you're hooting and hollering, and you're tagged out, and your family's happy. Yeah. Anyway. 
Best of luck to everybody out there still hunting. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming out. Fun podcast as always. If you made it to the end, shout out to you. Um, if you'd like to support us further, check us out on Patreon. Check out all our partners, workingclassbowhunter.com. Support them because they support us. That's always appreciated. Uh, Eric, new merch in the store. We got American-made hoodies. American-made hoodies. We got some new hats coming out, so look for that. By Um, the way, those American-made hoodies are legitimately American-made, and they are real nice. They're nice and thick. They're not going to shrink. I gave a couple of these guys uh, hoodies in the studio tonight. The inside's bald eagle. They look good, man. (laughs) I'm stoked. They are nice hoodies. That's, uh, we'd, we'd never actually made any hoodie out of the bald eagle, for the record. We respect our national book. <laughs> Is that the but only one that ever would be like, yeah, we do. I think so. Uh, what else that. we got in the store? Uh, got some new t-shirts coming hey, out. are the, the hats, can I say the for my head hats? They are in. They're not in the store yet, but we are getting some Richardson 112 extra large. So for you guys with the fat heads, we got a hat for you now. Okay. Because that's, that's been the number one request in our store since we've started it. Yep. Um, fathead hats. And I set a test hat out to see if it's going to fit a fathead. Who got the test hat? Jacob Johnson. Oh, the dude's got a great... <laughs> no way. Great noggin. And Hunt Wars champion. Head. And Hunt Wars champion. Yep. That guy's got and the biggest veteran. head you'd ever fucking seen. <laughs> hey, surprise, he'll be at my house tomorrow night. Will he really? Yeah. yeah. He gets, the, he gets, you, he gets the hat tomorrow, cool. so. Is that right? Yep. Awesome. And his wife has 12 toes. How does this guy get any better? Yeah, that is crazy. Not right. even kidding. And that's just a fun fact. That's awesome. It is. It's awesome. She's proud of it. Yeah, dude. Great balance. I was going to say, can she run like lightning? I don't know if she can run, but she can swim real fast, and you can't push her over. I tried. I gave her all, <laughs> all I had. I said, look the fuck out, push her over from the side. Dude, Sorry, incredible. Amazing. Can't push her over. All right. You also, go to- support Hunt Wars. Go <laughs> sign up. Go sign up. <laughs> okay, you know what to do. Jesus. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Best of luck out there. Be safe. Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.